Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. That's right, nothing better than sitting down in front of the mic to talk about some first place Illini. Right? Woohoo! Woo! That's right. <laughs> That's just what we're going to do. We're the Illini guys, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy, and this is a Sports Spectacular. Fellas, you feeling good? Definitely. Anytime you win, that's good, right? Styling styling and profiling. You know what? Whether it's a win by one point or one-tenth of a point, it's a W. That's right. doesn't matter. We Illini fans, though, you know, we find things to complain about. I mean, we were 6-0 in complaining, so we find things to complain about. We've talked about that. One thing you can no longer whine about, though, is NIL. We had the ILL, NIL.com guys on last fall when they started. Now the Illini Guardians website is up and running. They will climb aboard this train and tell us how we can all contribute to the Illini name, image, and likeness effort. That's coming up in a few minutes. They're standing by on our newsmaker line. Uh, we'll talk Myers Leonard, um, the, the big contribution that he made. We talked about last week. We'll get a little more into it. Here this week, uh, baseball hall of fame. We'll talk, we'll talk some big 10 refs and uh, you know, I have a take from Tuesday night's big win and something the referees did. And I want to see if you guys caught it. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, it's a trend and, uh, it, uh, it gets exposed here on the sports spectacular. We'll talk about that coming up another busy, busy shows. Let's get right to it. What a win Tuesday night. No Kofi, no Bello, no problem. And Lonnie beating the Spartans guys, 56, 55. Yeah. They kind of, uh, didn't score in the final five and a half minutes either. Uh, didn't have Kofi, didn't have Bello, um, and, and just found a way to hold on. It took a, you know, a missed free throw and a made free throw at the end to, to secure the win. But, you know, that's a great you – know, Underwood called it a program win, and it really was. It's a program win. It shows the toughness and the character of these guys that they can go out there without their arguably their two best players and get a win. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, that defense was just incredible. First half was uh, amazing. And even the second half, when you factor out the amount of free throws that Michigan State got that helped out their scoring a little bit. But, you know, the Illini defense was just amazing. And Coach Underwood talks about how defense travels. Well, apparently defense is pretty mean at home as well. They look fantastic. I think that's the thing that people talk about. Illinois didn't uh, score well. When you play defense like that, you don't have to score. Um you held held them to 55 points. And Brian, I know you're always big on these, these kinds of metrics. That was the, I believe a season low. I know season low point total in the first half, they had more turnovers. Michigan state did nine than they had made field goals. Eight. Yeah. It was some really good defense and, you know, offensively Illinois was actually really good in the first half, you know, it ended up not being good in the second half, but they did a good job offensively. How about winning a game where you don't score in the final five and a half minutes you get beat second chance points, 11 to zero. You get beat 12 to two on fast break points i mean that is the that is the identity of winning ugly that's like mike cagley's dating career in high school winning ugly (laughs) yeah yeah well you know what i embraced it (laughs) (laughs) but i will tell you it 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 is it is so you know this is where being older fans we have a huge advantage because we understand how hard it is to win in the big 10 whether it's at home or away you have the best coaches and the best coaching staff in the country, and they pick you apart, just like, you know, Chester Frazier put together an awesome defensive plan to take the wheels off the Spartan wagon. 
Well, the other team's trying to do the same thing to you. And when you come out with a victory over a number 10 team in the country, I, I have no way I'm going to complain. It was just too sweet. And especially to watch Izzo look so frustrated on the sideline and stomp his feet and pound on the scorer's desk. It was awesome. You know, Izzo always has those fifth-year guys that kill you, just those guys you feel like they've just been around forever and and they're you want to check their – AARP cards, like how are they still in uniform? We've got one of those, a couple of those actually, but but Trent Frazier is a guy that, that Big Ten coaches can't wait to see get out of here. Game high, 16 points. He locks down Max Christie, who's been fantastic for the Spartans. The freshman, uh, scoreless in the first half, ended up one of eight for only two points. Defensively, he he got the prime as- assignment, I do believe, on him. Um, you know, Trent Frazier, I, I don't know, a lot of fans better appreciate him. Because he's one of those special program guys. You think about where this program has been when he got here, and and he's beyond special. Leave it better than you found it. You know, and that what they always say. You yeah. know, and, and that's Trent Frazier, Demonte Williams, um, fantastic with that. And you know, program guys. You know, in, in some cases, those guys had to play early, but they were because the teams maybe weren't as good, and so they got to that early experience. But the guys you're looking at now, sometimes people, and they we also rush these freshmen into these tough spots. Luke Goody just bided his time, biding his time, biding his time, and then he gets a shot, comes up big in that game. And Luke Goody is another guy who's going to be a program guy for four years. He's going to be – not for five because he doesn't get a COVID year, but he's going to be for four years. He's going to be that guy. And yet When he's done, people are going to be like, gosh, is that guy ever going to graduate? <laughs> and, and think about what, what uh, Frazier did. Not only did he pass up uh, Mark Smith, one of the Illini Immortals, you know, from from the uh, you know Eddie Johnson's teammate, but he also passed up the next point above that was Brandon Paul. So he went up to number nine, passed up two Illini greats, and Eddie Johnson is next in line, and it looks like Trent's gonna gonna pass up Eddie Johnson. What a spectacular career that's kind of snuck up on all of us. Yeah, he's just special. And Brad, I've got about thirty seconds. Explain to people why DeMonte Williams is so special. He, he, he doesn't score a lot, and people harp on that he didn't do this, didn't do that, but it's all the other things that he does that makes DeMonte a really special part of this, of this program and this unit right now. DeMonte's just – he epitomizes what Brad Underwood wants for his players, the toughness. He can guard guys who are 6'10". He guards guys who are six foot. It doesn't matter. He'll switch on anybody. He's physical. He's not afraid. Um, yeah, and he's not great at taking the ball to the basket. We, we figured that out. But DeMonte <laughs> is toughness. He is an everyday guy. He's like just what Brad Underwood wants. He's that. And he's, he's yeah, he, he's the same height as me. He's a six foot one guy without his shoes on. And he's out there guarding a 6'10 guy, forcing, forcing a fadeaway shot from him. Yeah. Ha, has anybody seen that before? No, he's he's fantastic, and and he always just does the rebounds and the assists, and that you know, you know, he's it just does it all. And you're right, he's just that he's that guy again. Somebody else is, this team is going to miss uh, when he's gone. We've got much more to come on this game. We'll look ahead to this weekend's matchup at Northwestern Saturday afternoon on BTN. But up next, say hello to the Illini Guardians, the new website supporting Illinois athletics and putting Illini student athletes on equal footing with those from other schools, but they need your help. That's next on the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by AtlantaGuys.com. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. 
Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. The Sports Spectacular continues with our Newsmaker segment presented by Busey Bank. As we've discussed before, this is the first college season in which student athletes can legally profit off their own name and image. The Name Image Likeness Initiative put into place by the NCAA back on July 1st. And we've seen athletes really take advantage in a variety of ways. IlliniGuardians.com is the new website just launched last week to help Illini student athletes receive compensation under these new NIL rules. And joining us right now on the Newsmaker Line, presented by Busey Bank, Adam Fleischer and Craig McDonald, two of the principal players in this. Guys, welcome to the Sports Spectacular. Adam, I want to start with you. You and I first had a conversation a few months ago, uh, back in the fall, before basketball season even started. Um, and you were kind of putting this together. Tell me about the, the genesis and how this came together on your end. Yeah, thanks for having us, Larry. I'm, I mean, look, for the university, uh, the fan base and the university prides itself at, at, at really being at the pinnacle of the sport in a lot of different ways. And when these NIL options came about and you saw NIL entering the amateur collegiate landscape, it really gave uh, me the idea that the University of Illinois has you know, both a fan base, uh, one of the deepest alumni bases in the country, but a very, very successful business base, both in terms of technology companies, the business community, uh, and reaches from coast to coast, how could we leverage this in a way that is kind of packaged with an integrity and character and bring it to our student athletes to, to really be a foundation for them to separate us from what other schools are doing? And, and that was the idea and the genesis that kind of led to this group, uh, Illini Guardians. And Craig, I know you and I had talked before. Actually, you 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 make Illini guys sports spectacular history as our first repeat guest. Uh, hey, hey. Also, congratulations. That's got to be worth something at Starbucks. Oh, right? my goodness. I'm so honored. <laughs> because we had you on. I think it was late August, early September with the website ILL-NIL.com. So you were kind of the first in this marketplace. How did you get involved with this project? I just got involved because, you know, as of Adam, something needed to be done. And this is the rules that we're going to play under. And I originally just started with the basketball program. Um, I'm tied to university um, as an alumni and all that, but uh, have an affinity for basketball and some friends and, and started developing an NIL program for the basketball team uh, along your lines, along the line, guys subscription service type model. Um, that's the model I chose um, really had it set up. And then, it's just kind of metamorphosized itself into me coming a part of the guardians, which I think they have a lot of things that I didn't have that we can capitalize upon and, 
And I have a lot of more talented people around me than me just by myself. And it's really um, the opportunity to be able to help all the programs and not just one, I think is a really big plus of what we're doing here with Guardians. And I think that's the, the, the special thing, talking here with Adam Fleischer and Craig McDonald of IlliniGuardians.com, the new NIL website here on the Newsmaker line. Um, you know, and I think that's the thing that, well, first off, Craig, I know what you mean. I've got a lot of talented people on Illini guys. So thank God, because I couldn't do this by myself. We wouldn't uh, have the success that we had. Um, what is it about um, the University of Illinois and, and, and the perception among fans and alumni? And I think some of it is warranted because we all have had these kind of conversations before. There is this, Adam, as you mentioned, this fantastic base of, of alumni, of, of passionate alumni, of successful alumni, and then you throw in the fan base. Why is it that this group can't come together and do the things that we see other major university athletic programs do? Why do you think that is? And how can you guys change the narrative with that? Look, I, I, I can't really speak to, to, you know, why, why we have fallen short of our wishes, aspirations for so many years, but I can tell you that now we have an opportunity to really be revolutionary uh, in, in, in that regard. And, you know, now we have the time to actually step forward as a fan base and play a role in our university and in our collegiate system beyond, you know, just giving money to a fund. We, we now have the opportunity to create a platform that is powerful, that attracts students, uh, student athletes to the University of Illinois, and that does it in a way really with transparency and integrity. And frankly, you know, Larry, other schools aren't quite doing it this way. And if you don't wanna play by the right rules and you wanna have kind of loosey goosey goals in terms of what you're doing, then of course you have much more discretion and, and you know, you could do a lot of things that our fan base and that our university hasn't done. Uh, Texas has started an NIL group that they call the Pancake Factory, where every offensive lineman gets $50,000. There's really you know, no tie or, or idea to, to how that's gonna work. Um, you know, we hear other NIL programs guaranteeing students $100,000 of NIL money, come here, come there. You know, if you're going to do it that way, um, you really have, you know, a much broader range of what you could do, but you're not playing by the rules that we want to play by. You're not achieving the longstanding uh, impact with both the students and the university that we want to do. And you're not really upholding kind of the character of the athletic programs that we want this to reflect. So we're constrained in a way, but we're constrained in a way by wanting to do this right and we think that that's going to attract the, the best and brightest student athletes to this university if we do this in the right way. And I think that's what got my attention talking with both of you on multiple occasions over the past few months is, is the integrity component. We all have heard about the stories of certain universities promising lofty sums of NIL and then the student commits, gets to campus, and it turns out, well, that's not quite going to work this way. Um, and and I, I think that's detrimental in the long run. It may help you in that one case, but it's not going to help you in the long run. Tell us how people can get involved right now. They go to your website, and this is for either one of you or both jump in. What happens next? I'm, I'm hearing this. I want to go get involved. I go to IlliniGuardians.com. How do I get involved? I, right now, you just 
go to Line Guardians and you say, I want to make a contribution and a screen pops up and you can fill in every amount you want to fill in. I see that going um, much more in depth. I believe that there'll be monthly contributions people can make. They'll be able to earmark to what category, basketball, football, men's baseball, whatever it is. Um, I think the website will will increase its capabilities over the next few weeks. And I'm not talking next few months. I mean, next few weeks. I think we have a meeting the 11th. Is that right, Adam? Yes, that is. Uh, to find up in Chicago to finalize. All of us, original guardians, I guess we should be called, um, are getting together on the 11th to, you know, finalize some of these final ideas that we all have, get them actionable, and take the time to do it right like we were talking about, um, you know, before we weren't willing to do the things that people were willing to do. Now we legally can, and we're not going to take a back seat. I think the group, yes, is committed to being transparent and being honest, but we're also committed to being number one. And, you know, we have a nation, a Illini nation, we have a fan base that's rabid. And why not use it and why not fall upon them to, to make us successful both on and off the court? And, what the Guardians does, is, which is beautiful, is they're taking the kids and making them do positive things in the community. I mean, it, it's just a beautiful thought process. Whoever's idea that was was much better than mine. Is that, all right, that use this not only for goodness of the kids, but goodness of, of foundations around the town. Tracy Abrams, I'm going to remiss, I forget the name of his program, but have the kids go up and spend days with his kids up there that really can make an impact. I just think it's brilliant. And I was gladly willing to step aside and join this group because it's, it's a much better all around format than what I had. Larry, let me explain a little bit as to the nuts and bolts of how this works. So I, I want Illini fans to think of this really as pooling our money to create a platform that it, there's a feather in the cap of this, uh, you know, um, athletic program. So we, we, we have already been getting, uh, you know, contributions, five, 10, 50, a hundred, a thousand dollars. We will pool that money together so that Illini Guardians now has a cash fund that we could use to enter NIL contracts with the students. So how are we going to do that? Tracy Abrams is the 2017 guard on the Illini basketball team. He started this group called Shy Positive Impact in Chicago. He works with over 200 public, uh, public school students to run mentorship programs, life skill programs, basketball programs, and he's doing it on his own. Illini Guardians could enter NIL contracts with uh, basketball players, swimmers, volleyball players, and we could pay them a few thousand dollars each to speak to Tracy's kids, to do an autograph session, to help run a camp. We could do the same thing with boys clubs, girls clubs, church groups, uh, and so forth. Uh, another thing we're talking about that gives you an idea of how this might work, we have athletes across our university who have fought through terrible injuries to overcome obstacles, to get to where they are. Contract with companies like Athletico to have university athletes get paid to come in people about what they've overcome, what they've done, how they got here, what it was like. And all of these different opportunities, um, you know, are, are thousands of dollars in the kids' pockets. And it, it's a very powerful platform that, that we could create to use NIL in the right way that other 
programs are not doing. Now, of course, there will also be a component to this. Uh, you know, it, it's inevitable that there will be big ticket money in Illini Guardians for paying athletes who have marketability far up beyond the social services things that I'm talking about, uh, a Kofi or a Curbelo or somebody. And we will inevitably have to enter contracts with them to do certain things that are priced much higher. And those are the things that we have to do to be able to compete, to keep those students, to attract them. Um, so there will be that inevitable commercialized component to it. But the foundation of it is really built on kind of, you know, the intersection of athletics and uh, philanthropy that, that we could really bring together to elevate this beyond what other schools are capable of doing. It's a, it's a brilliant concept. And, um, and you guys, I think, explained it perfectly. Anyone listening to this can very quickly understand exactly what it is you're doing. Uh, you don't have to have $1,000. As Craig said, you can put in $5, $10, $20. It doesn't matter. It could be a one-time gift. It could be monthly. It could be annual, right? Whatever it is that you want to do, you can decide what you want to do. This is a lot of, um, um, a lot of moving parts to this. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, the concept is one thing. The execution is something else. How many people do you guys have working in on your executive board and how many people are, are, are involved and what's their connection to the university? Well, first of all, we're not connected to university. Well, we're, 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 we're right, completely, right. Yeah. that's one of the, the talking points that we are <laughs> yeah. instructed to give out for Good certain. Point. Good point. Um, I believe there are six of us right now, but we had planned on having where you call ambassadors or, or people helping to spread the word like what you're doing, Larry, you're an ambassador for Illini Guardians right now. You believe in what we're doing and, and spreading the word for us as well, too. Um, we just have to get our message out. I mean, Adam's message is plenty good. I mean, it is what people are looking for. The other thing is nobody, and I mean nobody, meaning Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, was prepared for this on July 1st. It's blindsided. It shouldn't have, but it's blindsided all of us. And everybody's kind of scrambling to find a format that, does work for them and that's how we got involved with the university and make certain our format was legal make sure it aligned with their goals and their missions our missions aren't different um provide a great atmosphere for the student athlete opportunities both you know before right now and afterwards in business they're going to make contacts they can use forever i mean it's just a it's a beautiful concept it's going to take some work and it's going to take a help from a lot of people not just six but we're confident that we can bring enough people into the fold to make this very successful. And, and let's, let's give a quick shout out to, to, to Cam Cox. Um, yes, sir. At the university. Um, he came on board in July and, and I know I'm a fan of cams. I know you guys are as well. The work he does to put people together is exactly the kind of person I think university has needed. And, and Josh made a great hire at the right time. And let me just kind of piggyback on that in terms of kind of matchmaking and, and putting people together, you know, Cam has done a great job of, of bringing the Illini Guardians together so that so that we could have a group of people who are not looking to make money off this, who are successful in our own right. So so we come to this with the right ideas and experience. The next thing we need to do is reach out to the people listening to this and tell you that we are going to need you. Uh, we need help. We, we need not just the five or 10 bucks, but I'm fond of saying, you know, we kind of have to crawl before we could jog, before we could sprint. And right now we're crawling, 
but we are uh, collecting emails and names of people who have experience in marketing, in social services, so that we could get people to help us reach out and set up a program and, and enter a contract. And, you know, so um, send us your contact information if you're interested in helping. And, you know, like the Godfather says, one day we will ask a favor of you. <laughs> we, we don't know today what that favor will be, but I assure you listening that, you know, we, we need a lot of help and we're putting people with the right talents and the right heart experience in the right place as this grows kind of exponentially. Well said, you know, it has been, uh, I will tell you personally, myself, it's been a treat to talk with both of you and get to know you over the past several months. Um, we Alani guys are, are major, major fans of what you're trying to do. You always have a platform here, anything happening, you need to come back on. You have my cell. Uh, let's get you on and get, get the word out. Um, uh, info at IlliniGuardians.com, I believe, is the website where people can contact you, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. It is IlliniGuardians.com. I'm sorry. Uh, Craig, go ahead. If you search Illini Guardians, it comes up. They've done a – who's ever done the website done an amazing job already. <laughs> And, and as Adam and I had a lot of conversations about website building back, I think as uh -huh. early as uh, maybe late September, right? Is that fair? Yep. Is that accurate? Yeah, it's really amazing the details that need to happen to get something like this off the ground. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to work through them. And what Illini guys has done is, is incredible. Um, you know, you guys are, are like the, the much older brother that we hope we can one day be. <laughs> uh, a lot to learn from you. And, you know, uh, frankly, the symbiosis, various University of Illinois fan groups out there needs to come together now in and around this NIL idea uh, because the fragmentation of it loses our power and, you know, the unification of it increases our power. And I kind of think that's where we're at. Yeah. I, well said. And uh, <clears throat> we appreciate the kind words. We've been at this, uh, wow, going on 13 months, I guess, officially since launch. And uh, I can tell you, our growth has been exponential. I think you'll surpass anything that we were doing in, in the realm that, that you're chasing. Gentlemen, thank you uh, so much for your time. Again, IlliniGuardians.com is the website, name, image, likeness. And, and again, um, we'll make sure we put this out. Obviously, not just the radio show listen to right now. This will, as all of the Sports Spectacular shows, stays on podcast. Look up the January 28th edition on the podcast on IlliniGuys.com. Uh, and we will make sure we do a podcast version as well. And of course, we told Illini Guardians they can have all of this <laughs> for themselves yeah. as well. Anything to get the word out. Uh, Adam Fleischer and Craig McDonald, congratulations again on not just the work you've put in, but also uh, the passion, the effort. Um, I, I, I do understand the work behind the scenes while you both have full time jobs and the, the dedication this takes. And so I certainly um, respect and admire what you guys have done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks so much, Larry. Thanks, Craig. Thank you. Awesome. Once again, Adam and Craig here at IlliniGuardians.com. Get involved. The NIL uh, initiative here to uh, help Illini student athletes. Uh, we are big fans uh, of what they are doing right now. Hey, stay with us. That's the Newsmaker segment presented by Busey Bank. We are counting down to tip off Illini at Northwestern. More on Tuesday night's big win with DeMonte Williams. He's up next here on the Sports Spectacular. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. 
Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Right back here on the Sports Spectacular. Time now for DeMonte's Dimes, presented by HX Home Solutions. DeMonte Williams uh, coming off this outstanding game. And DeMonte, you were saying in the commercial break, you'd think that maybe days later, your ears are still ringing from Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, they was uh, still ringing a little bit this morning. How loud was it? How loud was it in there, DeMonte? Uh, I couldn't hear nothing in the last five minutes. Well, we, we had a hard time breathing the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get the right play calls and ended up messing up a play and getting yelled at. <laughs> Probably well, not the first time you've been yelled at, though. Nah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Is there – hey, have you ever – you know, it's a great game. You know, it's a defensive game, kind of fit. You know, it's one of those toughness games. You got to be physical and battle – have you ever had a game where you didn't score in the final five and a half minutes and then won? Uh, I don't know. That seem, that's not – doesn't seem like a normal thing. Nah, that I don't know. I normally hit at least a three, but it was more on the defensive end for this game. You know, it, it's – and I think that's the thing that, you know, Coach took you guys to task after Friday night's game. That was not the team's best effort. I mean, we can just be honest about that. Um, and I think you guys, you guys really responded. What is it about your relationship with coach that he kind of comes up and lets you know when he's disappointed? And every time that happens, it, it feels like you guys answer in a really big way. I mean, it's, it's always good to have a coach keep it, keep it 100 with you. And, you know, it's, I mean, we have ups and downs throughout our season, uh, which everyone does. It's, it's all about how you respond and uh, react to those. Devontae, how good – How Michigan State is one of those teams that are they're extremely physical, but they want to get up and down and stuff. How difficult is it for you guys to come up with a game plan where you're, you're aggressive, but yet you have to be physical, but you don't want to give them, you know, crash the offensive glass too much because they get off in transition. How do you how do you manage that against teams uh, like that? I mean, it's really about being smart about it. Um, like you said, um, and everyone knows uh, Michigan State loves to get out and – and run in transition. Um, it's, it's really about being smart. And if you got the opportunity to go, go. If not, get back. Because, I mean, they are, they're super quick in uh, transition and they pitch it ahead a lot. So, what do you guys do as teammates to help uh, Bosman's Verdonk and uh, Omar Payne get pumped up and get some confidence when they're replacing the All American Kofi? Coburn, is there anything you guys do to help them, you know, build their confidence and get ready to play against a number 10 team in the country? I mean, they bring it every day in practice, even when Kofi's practicing. Um, they, I mean, there's only one Kofi in the world, but, I mean, they challenge him each and every day and every every drill, every scrimmage we have. I mean, they challenge him every day. So I really didn't uh, – well, we had to let Omar know how fast they were. That's – one thing, but I mean, Ben had already knew, so uh, it was really just playing extremely harder for each other then, because I, I mean, it's so sometimes I may 
be the first one back and I'll take the five and Omar may have to stop the ball or whatever the case may be. It's just uh, communication, really. Talking to Demonte Williams here in the segment presented by uh, HX Home Solutions. Demonte, we're going to talk about some things here next hour about the second half. Is there something that you guys did differently coming out of the locker room um, that it, it, it seemed like all of a sudden there, there are you know, fouls called and, and the game, the first half flowed so well offensively, everything's going well, and then things changed in the second half. Did, did your approach change in the second half? What happened there in those opening minutes? Um, no, nah, it was just um, we had the same the same approach. Um, and it's just stuff happens, and I mean you can't really control it. But I mean we did our best to to keep staying together and just fighting it off. So Monta, I have to ask you guys are obviously haven't been full strength. What first of all, what are you doing to your teammates that they keep getting injured or sick? Is it I, I gotta blame you? And then then the second thing is how do are you gonna get healthy before the end of the year so you can we can see this team all together? Because I think they can be really special if they are. Yeah, I mean, um health I mean health is always first. Um I mean I don't know how guys are feeling, um whether they get sick or not. I mean, I I mean I can't control that. Um, only thing I can control is is me, um, and and me taking care of myself. That way, I don't get sick and stuff like that. So we can't blame you for it, then, right? It's not your fault. Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't know nothing about no illnesses, man. <laughs> I, I try to play through them. Here, here's my my one question, kind of following up with what Brad just asked. When was the last time that you guys had everybody? healthy and in practice thinking you're going to play. It feels like it was late October I'm going into like the second preseason game. I mean, the second exhibition game. Is that, is that pretty accurate? Um, yeah. I want to say, yeah. Cause this, I mean, this, yeah. Cause we've been battling some, some stuff, uh, the illnesses and stuff like that. So yeah. Cause I knew there was a the time I was down, but yeah, that's pretty, Pretty, pretty valid right there. Yeah, I, I think maybe even um, Austin Hutcherson might have even had some issues even in the during the exhibition. He played, but even he might have had some injury issues, I think. Yeah, he, he did. So it's uh, to Brad's point, if, if everyone can get healthy all at once. But boy, it is. We are still waiting for that moment when everyone's healthy and getting a chance to click. It is frightening, I think, just to see what you guys do on a nightly basis. And you're, there's always a piece or two missing. Um, we hope that comes soon. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we will leave it there. We know you've got Northwestern coming up. Um, good luck against the Wildcats. Let's make it eight and two in the Big Ten. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. I appreciate it. All right. I always appreciate you. Demonte Williams, good to talk with you here in the uh, segment here presented by HX Home Solutions. Demonte, as we talked earlier in the A Block, we – you know, we told Devontae in the break that we were giving him a lot of love. You guys who listened, you know what we said. He didn't hear us, but you guys know what we said. A lot of love for uh, Devontae, what he has brought to this program throughout his career. Stay with us. Much more to come here on the Sports Spectacular after this. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, 
outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. I told the team, I wrote it on the board, culture win. That's what tonight was. And I couldn't be prouder uh, and, and happier for a group of guys in that locker room than I was tonight. Um, who gave us a chance? Who would have thought? You know, you had two preseason All-Americans, arguably the best player in college basketball. And, uh, but it doesn't matter how many men you're down. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Man, when you got, when you got character and you got Guys with 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 uh, that are together, and uh, you can you can do a lot of things. Uh, part of which is go almost ten minutes and don't score, um, and get out rebounded fourteen. But uh, uh, you find a way. And uh, I walked in yesterday with boxing gloves uh, into into scouting report into film, and I told our guys. That it was a heavyweight fight and it was going to be 12 rounds and you're probably going to get knocked down and uh, you're going to get up and you're probably going to get knocked down again then it's it's about how many times are we going to do that and uh, it won't be easy i told him the game would be ugly um, i think we had something to do with that uh, and then they had a lot to do with it in the second half well it's the word heard as much as any guys uh, around the Atlanta program this week culture this was a big culture win and i think uh brad it speaks volumes to to what brad underwood how he has really transformed this entire program top to bottom yeah you know it's a it's a kind of game where you you don't have your best stuff you're missing guys you don't have everybody um healthy even the guys that are playing you don't shoot the ball well and you find a way to come out on top you get it i mean we've talked about some of the numbers that were that are crazy in this game and it's like it's it's just a really it's a game where you just found a way to win a game you probably shouldn't have won and when you're all everything's against you and that's Brad Underwood that's what he wants to be yeah and I think the other thing about coach Underwood versus maybe prior coaches is he has higher expectations I mean he just doesn't really accept excuses even if they're logical and and legitimate and then the second thing is 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 you you know, the, the expectations went up, but the other part is, is his roster construction 
and his recruiting has went up as well because we can all have great expectations. But if, as my old football coach used to say, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken doo-doo. And so he's got a better roster and better players that, that, that can live up to those increased expectations. Yeah, and, and Brad mentioned this in, in his three takeaways that's on the front page of the IlliniGuys.com and also uh, in his great four-part series, The Fly on the Wall, when he was embedded with the team for a couple of days back in mid-December. He talked about that as well in terms of like, you know, okay, if that's a screen. Not that, you know, you need to get around the screen. It's like you have to get through that screen. You figure it out. I mean, it's the way he coaches, and there's a, there's a relationship there. Even DeMonte talked about it a few minutes ago with the coach that, that the way they go about things. Um, something I want to talk about as well here uh, before, and I want to do this here a few minutes here before the break, the referees now, and you guys know, I've got the white Jersey theory. For those of you who don't know, we're going to talk more about that in the show as we get close to the NCAA tournament. It's something to watch that happens. And what sparked my attention with this? I, I look, I, I think for the most part, the referees call it pretty even. Okay. I mean, across the board, but here's what I noticed in this game Tuesday night. I want to see if you noticed this. There were three fouls, four fouls, actually, against Illinois in the first two minutes. Three of them were away from the ball. Now, it may be a thing you don't even realize, but here's the thing. Because you call those kind of tic-tac fouls and what was a physical game 30 feet away from the basket, you put Michigan State, they were shooting the bonus before the 14-minute mark, which is really early for any game. And what that did was you take a team that made only eight field goals the entire first half, they made eight free throws in the first 10 minutes. Illinois had no reason to grab. They weren't trying to gamble. They're controlling the game up by double digits without Kofi Colbert, without Andre Curbelo. Now, I'm not saying the game was thrown, but it's one of those things that, for me, I felt it was the referees, and I've seen this happen so many times in the NCAA tournament, where the referees were giving the favored team, or the, you know, the Michigan State was in first place at the time. Illinois wasn't. They gave Michigan State the opportunity to come back and it was funny, once, they, once Illinois shooting went cold and once the Spartans began their comeback, the fouls stopped. I want to get your thoughts. Well, I think the one thing, I, I'm not saying that those weren't fouls. In fact, I probably think they were. Um, but, you know, I, the one thing I'll say is that referees are human. Yeah. So they get caught up in that, too. So they, they um, you know, they've got Tom Izzo in their ear telling them, you know, this is foul. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're doing the other thing. And Tom Izzo is kind of the dean of Big Ten coaches. So I think he gets some breaks that other guys don't get just because of that. And um, it, should it be that way? No, but that's just reality. That's the way it is. And so that's why even Izzo, sometimes he gets a great whistle on the road um, as opposed to usually it's the home team, but he gets a really good whistle on the road. Uh, but you're right. That's why I think here's my sidebar. They should go to four quarters so we don't run into those situations where you can get them in the bonus for 14 minutes of the game at the end. Yeah, I, t I totally agree with that, Brad, because I, I, I found myself agreeing with both you and Larry. Um, the calls were legitimate fouls. It's just that on the other end of the court, when Michigan State was defending Illinois, apparently the referees lost the ability to blow the whistle. And so it, it was something that really changed up the game. And then once the game got tighter, I thought it, it got to be a pretty fair called game. Um, and so I kind of agree. With, this is one of those rare moments. I actually agree with both of you. And, and I think that's something that the quarter system would really hamstring. And that's one thing that Mike's, Mike's running for office now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Usually I like to argue, but I just can't right now. It's the new 
kinder, gentler Mike. He's kissing babies as well <laughs> from the studio, kissing anything he thinks is a baby <laughs> or, or a pizza or a pizza. That's right. Well, that's the thing that I, and that's the thing, the, the crux of this, of my argument is what Brad said and right off the bat, referees are human. And, and you're exactly right. You've got a guy and, and we could go so deep and we'll discuss a lot about that here come tournament time. Um, but I saw that as a difference. And to your point, I'm not saying that, that they weren't fouls, but they were the same kind. It was the same kind of contact on the other side. Trent Frazier had to split through a double team. There were hands and grabbing. He goes in for layup and scores, but there was no call there. And it was the same kind of thing that happened. So anyway, one of those things that I want to see you guys picked up and, and, uh, and I'll bore you guys with more of my crazy theories of covering all these different uh, NCAA tournaments uh, uh, along the way. Um, we'll continue the conversation here. Stay with us. Time for a quick timeout. The program that Brad Underwood says he would like to emulate. That's next on the Sports Spectacular. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, psh, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF on-call urgent care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries, that's easy to get when and where you need it. OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Hello, this is Brett Dillman, the Illinois head football coach. You're listening to Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We continue to count down to tip off in Evanston, 24th ranked Illini at Northwestern. 3.30 p.m. starts, and you can see that on BTN Saturday afternoon. Illinois goes in atop the Big Ten at 7-2. and two. Uh, Wisconsin's right there as well. You know, one question Tuesday night from a reporter was if beating Tom Izzo and Michigan State was extra special because of who he and they are, and he had an interesting answer. Here it is. You got to understand, I mean, when you're a Daytona Beach Community College and you watch the Final Four and Tom Izzo's in it, and now he's across from you, and you've got really gotten to know the guy and, and, and what he stands for. It's not just him. He's just great dude. But it's, it's the, the, the program, and, it's, and, it's, and, and I envy that. I mean, I, that's what I – you let me have one program in the country, I want to be like that one. And 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 the stand for the things that he stands for, and the the way he's done it, um, it doesn't mean anymore. It, it 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 means it means something to the fact that maybe we're getting a little bit in the same realm with them, and and uh, that's why the culture win tonight. I always remember this game because of that, and and not just who didn't play, but the guys that played. And, and, and who we beat. And, and to me, that probably means as much as anything. It's not surprising when you think about the Big Ten, Michigan State. I mean, he's the oldest, you know, he's one of the longest tenured coach in the Big Ten, won national titles, been to multiple Final Fours. And they have a, I don't know, there's just kind of a certain idea that, much like Underwood, is they want to play anybody, anywhere, anytime, and they're going to go out. And you know, when you enter that game against Michigan State, that it's going to be physical, they're going to battle you to the end. They may have bad shooting days or may, may lose, but 
they're going to give you, you know, you're going to be in for a war when you go against Michigan State. And that's what Brad Underwood wants to be. He wants to be a program like that, that gets that success of final fours and national titles and things like that. And I, I think that's his goal. Uh, you know, he, he told me one time, I said, Brad, you just need to get me a national title before I die because, because I, I've been a long suffering Illini fan. And he said, that's the plan. And I said, well, good. And I, I'm happy. Just get it done. Yeah, and, and look, it should be no surprise to anybody who watches Big Ten basketball that Michigan State is the template right now. They, they've been the best team for the last 20 years, and, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And the mentality that Coach Underwood has is the mentality that Izzo has, minus maybe having the hatchet guy on the bench. So, you know, the bottom line is is, is – there's a lot of similarities in those two coaches, the way they go about their everyday coaching life. And, and so when I heard that, I didn't know that, but it didn't surprise me in any way, shape or form. Well, they're, they're very close too. they're very close. Uh, Brad and Tom talk a lot Izzo and Underwood. Now I, I guess that was that role, the hatchet guy, was that Brandon Lee? Maybe that was his role. <laughs> um, he went in. I, I don't know who he could actually hurt at, you know, 7-1-185, but, hey, you know. It's, worth it's called, actually, Brad, the technical term is hatchet light. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about, I mean, you're right, Izzo, um, you know, I mean, the, the last Big Ten team to win a championship. Right. It was Izzo and all the final fours. I mean, regardless of where he seated one, two, three, he made it as a five. Um, you know, he's gotten into the final four and it doesn't matter once he hits the tournament. I mean, you, you know, that they're, they're going to be a threat and, yep. and that's, that's not a bad place to be, to be that team that's feared year in, year out. And it's, it's going to take time. I really do believe that Brad Underwood is the guy to get Illinois to this point, to that kind of, to that kind of level. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think he's the right guy. He's recruiting well enough. Um, he's got players, and you can see he's trying to build depth and uh, trying to get a more maybe longer athletic roster with the guys they have coming in. But he loves, you know, he, he wants these guys that are going to be competitors too. You look at the guys he's brought in, and it, the, the culture we talked about in the last segment, he has the right guys, and I think it's uh, he's got the future. Stealing recruits like Ty Rogers from Michigan State is always good too. Yeah. I think it comes down to a question I used to ask all the salespeople at the last question, the last interview was, do you love to win more than you hate to lose? And I'm one of those guys who hates to lose more than anything else. I get the impression that Coach Underwood's the same way. And I also get the impression that he's more and more of these players have that same attitude that they hate to lose. And that makes for a pretty darn tough roster when you can fill up with that. You know, and that's something we're going to get into here in the next hour here on the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular. He, he talked about that after the game on Tuesday and, and how this team responded from um, a really lackluster performance at Maryland. And that was a team that, uh, that they, they, they should have beaten um, and, and, and they didn't. Or you could say, okay, well, Andre Corbello wasn't well and Kofi was out. And so maybe you give them some points. You should not have lost that game to that team on that night by 16 points. So it's interesting to kind of see, again, how he's built the culture and how they responded. And he's going to talk about here that here coming up um, after a quick break. We've got more hoops still on the way where Louisville might look for their next head coach. Some names may surprise you. And we'll hear from Myers Leonard and an emotional recollection of the moment that changed his life 
uh, just several months ago. That's all ahead. It's the Illini guys, Sports Spectacular.